morning, everyone. Wednesday, April the 6th. Whole team back on board today. Good morning, Marcus. We'll start with you. Looks like we had another bit of a risk-off rotation last night. Yeah, definitely risk-off. Uh, Wall Street down 280, SPY futures down 48, and we're down 72. So not doing terribly well. We were up 60 yesterday before the RBA meeting and closed up 14. So the RBA causing some damage yesterday. They obviously dropped the word patient from their cut and paste narrative. And people are talking about interest rates possibly being 0.75% by year end and 1.75% by the end of next year. But the RBA very unlikely to do anything close to a federal election, which looks like end of May. June would be too early to raise rates, so maybe July. And also overnight, everything gone risk off as a bunch of Fed speak has laid the way for interest rate rise in the US. A couple of Fed governors talking about a methodical tightening about to begin at the May 4th FOMC meeting and that they would rapidly reduce their balance sheet, which is the opposite of money printing this year. So the whole market has suddenly got an interest rate paranoia back again, and the market seems to have topped out, hot stocks topping out in the market today. Lithium in particular, will come on to that a little bit later. Other feature overnight, coal price up 14.7%, coal stocks, the only stocks going up this morning. And that possibly, I'm looking for a reason, but possibly talk of a ban, Macron's talking about a possible ban on Russian oil and coal, and maybe that's why coal is doing well. That is about it for this morning. Thank you, Marcus. Thomas, what's happening locally today? Well, as you guys have pointed out, we are risk off today. Technology stocks and the miners are the worst performers. And like Marcus was alluding to, lithium names getting sold off there. Consumer staples just in positive territory, the only sector in positive territory. Australian Ethical has mulled a merger with Christian Super. The chart has bottomed after falling a fair bit, so it could be one to look at given the interest in the fund management sector at the moment. IGO, the code IGO, is understood to be looking to increase its offer for Western areas, WSA, and BGH Capital has lobbed an $8 unconditional bid for Virtus Health. I thought that was rather interesting given Virtus Health have already recommended a $8.10 offer from CapVest, but it is apparently a bit of a cleaner offer without reliance on tax rulings, capital requirements, or special dividends. And VRT is only up 0.6% today. Elsewhere on the corporate front, Polynovo has posted a record March quarter in revenue terms. They are still in a bit of a downtrend, so likely to turn up on some of the technical scans tomorrow, given today's bounce. Elsewhere, Simic is holding its AGM. On the economic front, the RBA's Deputy Governor, Michelle Bullock, and Christopher Kent are facing a Senate committee tonight, and the US has the hotly awaited FOMC minutes as well. And Polynovo, a, when we did the one-stock portfolio last year, a couple of members wrote in, one of them wrote almost an essay on how great the Polynovo business was, and the share price has been trending down ever since. So I've been looking for a bottoming on Polynovo, got a, a what do you call it, when you get bull trap into a stock, it had a bit of a rise recently and tried to buy it and didn't go right. Still trending down. It's up 8% today. Doubtless it will turn up with buy signals tomorrow. One day, Polynova. Very good. Thank you, guys. Part of the reason for Polynova being uh, one of those stocks that people follow is we actually tipped it at 14 cents. I think we got out above $2 or something. Yep, that helps. Very good stuff, Henry. All right, Layden, what are the brokers talking about today? Thanks, Ben. I've got Morgan's has upgraded Western areas. 
to an ad recommendation. They've lifted their target price 35% to $4.45. And that's just based on revised nickel forecasts. Just on that one that you mentioned though, Tom, with IGO's takeover proposal, Morgan says that Western Areas has requested a trading halt while it considers an independent expert report. And Morgan's also says that IGO expects WSA to terminate the acquisition. Uh, I've got Morgan Stanley has initiated overweight on Grain Corp with a target price of $10, suggesting an 18% upside. Broker believes a favorable weather outlook will boost sentiment and plantings should increase. And there's some commentary coming through for all cam on the back of their investor day yesterday, but I'm sure you're going to go into that a bit later, Marcus, with all cam. But the brokers seem to be a bit late to the party as lithium looks like it's coming off the top. City has a buy rating. Morgan says add and Morgan Stanley is neutral. And the average target price is 14.5% above the current share price. And another bit of research I saw yesterday or we saw yesterday was Megaport, which we hold in the forever portfolio. Macquarie's piece of research out. I've yet to find it. They have a target price 40% above the current share price. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chris, you're back on deck today. What have you got for us? I am back on deck. Uh, thanks, Ben. Quite a bit on. So let me just work through this methodically. First and foremost, closing the lithium theme. So we've all had a chat this morning and decided, Marcus talked about that the lithium theme is losing a little bit of steam. So I'm going to close that theme. It's only a week old, but I'm escaping with some nice gains on the three positions that I had open in Allchem, Liontown Resources and Core Exploration. So I'll go while the getting is good and lock in that theme. That is the second uh, winning theme trade that we've had. So we're two for two. The other one, of course, was energy. There's a couple open at the moment. We've got one in materials and one in interest rate sensitives post the Fed pulling the trigger. Uh, The midweek review I'm looking at today as well. So three charts that I'm backing over, two of them also lithium play. So got plenty of mileage out of that theme in the the technical trade section of the newsletter. So looking to close uh, LKE, which is Lake Resources and Five Finch FFX. That's the one that JCAP put out a positive note on as opposed to a negative note. Would lock in some profits there as well. But there is one more, New Hope Corporation, which was a chart of the day uh, back on the 15th, I think of last month, uh, has done quite well. And with coal prices surging overnight, up almost 15%, as Marcus was talking about, that stock is up almost 6% today. So of the three, that is the one that I would hold on to. Finally, chart of the day is AGL Energy. This is an interesting one for me because I have been on record for quite some time saying that AGL was the dog of all dogs. The reason for that from April 2017 through November 2021, the share price fell from 27 bucks to five bucks. And aside from AMP, I can't really think of a stock that's done that poorly uh, in terms of its share price movement over that sort of time frame. But finally, it has turned higher. All the evidence is pointing bullish. It's in an uptrend. It's got uptrend support. It's just broken a neckline at eight bucks. And the point I'm making in the newsletter this morning is that as a trader in particular, you have to be willing to consider the latest evidence and the latest picture and adjust and act accordingly. So I wouldn't quite buy it just yet, but if it retests and confirms that $8 round number as support, then it would be a trade that I'll probably look to get after, which is um, something I haven't said for the last five or six years. So there you go. Good stuff. I think we were talking about AGL yesterday. It got an upgrade, didn't it, Leighton? I believe there was some commentary around uh, wholesale electricity prices looking a little bit better for them into the future. But also, I remember reading back that they were looking to split up their operations Mm. uh, into more future-facing. And anyway, so that was meant to bring some tailwinds there. Mm. It was interesting. We were having that conversation of when would AGL become the buy? And you weren't here, Chris, for that conversation. And then you popped out at the start of the day. Technically, it looks like it's pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Very good. The other stock to go in that grouping of complete capitulation would be Zips. Lost about 80% in the space of 12 That's happened a lot more quickly. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Henry, 
What's happening in your world? How was the site visit? The site visit was very interesting. Thanks, Benjamin. Yesterday, as you know, I visited uh, Sydney University and saw the, the foundry, as they call it, the clean rooms and the lab that Archer Materials have access to. They're, they're very lucky in that they do have access to that. And they do also have access for very little money. So CapEx is tiny for these guys. It's basically like hiring a, a lab for an hour. You want to do some tests, you go and hire it for an hour. So it was a very impressive setup. I have to say, I didn't understand a word of it, to be honest, and it was way above my pay grade and head. But the point of the visit was not really to get my head around quantum computing, because that's not going to happen in an hour. But it was more to see that this is a real operation. This is a real research company doing some seriously good work. And I have written it up in the newsletter today. It remains, to me, it's still a speculative buy, but it is not one that is going to happen quickly. And when I tipped it before at 75 and it ran to three bucks. It was a three to five year timeline. And I don't think that's really changed. It's probably more a three than a five year timeline. But certainly they are taking things very uh, slowly, methodically, carefully and getting it right. And more importantly, getting the patents in place. So it was very interesting. You can read more and look at some really nice pictures with orange glows in the uh, newsletter today. Apart from that, taking profits in a few things uh, today just to reduce some exposure mainly companies that I've got less than 1% taking some profit in some of the uh, lithium stocks. I still like the lithium stocks, but quality is the way to go and they have run hard. I wrote an article for NAB Trade last week, did suggest that it had run a little bit hard and maybe the bubble was starting to look a little bit bubble-like and then it got even more bubble-like. But you know, the, the quality ones, the Pilbara's, etc., they are still very much on my shopping list and watch list. And it is not, you know, yesterday we saw a big fall off in those lithium stocks, but it is not across the board. Uh, for instance, today we've got Latin resources, which I uh, wrote up the other day at nine and a half cents. They're up four and a half percent. So it is it is selective and it is the dross that's getting sold off and the ones that really have bubbled. So um, just keeping an eye on those. And if anyone's in Sydney and listening to this and they haven't been to see Phantom of the Opera on the harbour, that is my best tip of the day. It is extraordinary and you should go and you should not skim on the tickets you buy. Very good. Thank you, Henry. I'm sure they will be able to splash out if they've been following your tips. Marcus, was that a activity? Pun, what was that, Henry? Was that a pun on the harbour? Not deliberately. <laughs> but you'll take it. I'll take it. Exactly. Uh, Marcus, a bit of activity in strategy section today. Yep. Standard, some standard strategy points talking about the RBA. You might have seen the Aussie dollar spiking. Aussie dollar going up is good news for things like retailers, importers. It's, it's not good news for a lot of our stocks who are obviously big international companies, but good news for importers, retailers, it'll help margins. Also good news for travel stocks, that trip down the Rhine is 9.98% cheaper today than it was back in January. The Aussie dollars had a good run. And obviously with the RBA dropping the word patient and with commodity prices going up, the Aussie dollar strength is a feature at the moment, which is not generally good news for our market. We've also got a seasonal chart of the ASX 200. You probably all know the idiom sell in May and go away, which although it only survives in my humble opinion because it rhymes, it is actually a statistically correct assumption to assume that the market usually has the worst
worst six months after May compared to the six months prior to May. And that is statistically true across many global markets. Doubtless, I'll republish that article on May the 1st. But we are about to enter that flat spot in the market. And that's all that seasonal chart tells you. Also, the RBA uh, has just a couple of signpost dates. April the 27th, we have a CPI number out, although the RBA, as I say, unlikely to do anything till well after the election. And we also have some wages numbers out on May the 18th. So those are driving the RBA. We've got a write-up in the strategy piece today. And we've also got a write-up of the Fed speak overnight. And there is now, as I say, a 77% chance of a 75 to 100 basis point hike at the Fed's May 4th meeting after what was said last night. 10-year bond yield going up. Anyway, interest rate paranoia returns. Now, this all boils down to uh, the main thing from me today, which is in the ideas section. Uh, I have called it Lithium Goes Quacky Quack Quack. I don't know whether any of you ever had that book read to you as kids, but I don't know how many times I read the book Quacky Quack Quack. No, not as kids, but <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> later in life. You were sitting on someone's knee whilst they were, <laughs> as a 19-year-old when whilst they read Quacky if Quack everyone, Quack. If anyone hasn't read it, it's a riveting it is. piece of text. rollicking tale. <laughs> it is to do with feeding the ducks. This is what's happening in lithium. Whilst lithium stocks are hot, companies have felt compelled to keep up with each other by putting out ever less relevant pieces of information about what's going on in their companies. And we've had a series of those in the last week, some of which I've itemized in the ideas section today. The net result is that lithium stocks are in a bit of a bubble. There has been a huge rise in lithium stocks since the Russian bottom. And of course, we've caught that in the ideas section. We have mineral resources, which is the biggest, up 36% from the Russian low. Pilbara Minerals up 38%. All came up 45%. Liontown, 36%. Lake Resources up 131% from its one-month low. Core Lithium, 69%. Anyway, this is obviously a short-term bubble that won't last. Doesn't mean the long-term story isn't still very much intact. I'm sure it is. But we have got ourselves into a frenzy fed by the companies who are feeding the ducks whilst they go quack. And everybody's been quacking. Net result is as the market goes risk off today, that's prompted us to suggest selling our lithium and battery trades in the ideas section. So we're selling AKE, NVX, Mineral Resources, MIN, and Pilbara PLS. And we've had gains of 35%, 42%, 26%, and 25% in 27 days. And I'm very happy to take a profit today. We will doubtless revisit lithium at the right time, but this is just a stab, and it is a stab. It's a bit of a blind stab at timing the short-term sentiment top in not just the market, but in hot stocks like lithium. We've only sold those. We could sell others. For instance, we've done very well out of other stocks like Macquarie, uh, but I haven't done that today. We'll have a more considered look possibly tomorrow. But selling lithium today is the message, and uh, Chris has already done something similar, and Henry also uh, read his section, taking the top off a few things as well as we all perceive the market going uh, risk off. Great stuff as always, Marcus. And good segue into the question of the day, which Chris has for us today. Uh, before I get to that, I just, I just think it's worth adding. Very nice that all three of us uh, were in those trades, or all of us, I should say, were in those trades and had profits to take. I said that off air earlier, but it's nice that we we're all singing from the same hymn sheet and uh, hopefully members have done very well out of that trade theme idea, so on and so forth. Question of the day, have we seen the high on the ASX 
2,600 for the year. So just some context, the high in early January was 76.20. The high yesterday was 75.73. So we were within 47 points of the yearly high. And uh, just again, for some context, the bold prediction that I made earlier in the year was that around January, the US had seen its yearly high and that raised some eyebrows at the time. So let's go around the room. We'll start with you, Marcus. Have we seen the high on the ASX 200 for the year? I hate to be a poo-pooer of this idea, but when strategists say that we'll see the, they've got a forecast for the S&P 500 about 5% by the end of the year, I just laugh. How can you possibly calculate the market cap of 500 stocks, add them all up and be accurate? It's just a joke. And it is something the market and media headlines love, so people do it. But we have no idea whether the high is in. And uh, I, I continue to suggest that we all do what we uh, what I suggest we do, which is react, don't predict. And on that basis, I'll continue to wake up every morning and make another decision based on facts rather than guesswork. So I don't know whether the high's in and I don't think anyone does. So I'm taking that as a yes. Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to base my answer around historical data. And I was looking at the average improvement going off the last 30 or so years for the ASX 200. And it says we'll improve something like 6%, just over 6%. Given the 1.1% increase we've already had, that leaves us higher for the year. So I'll see us, yes, improve, improve from here, Christopher. Thank you, Thomas. I'm next uh, going around the circle. Yes, interest rates, as simple as that. Henry, yes or no? Um, I don't think we've seen the high for the year at all. There you go. Leighton? Uh, Mark has had some good statistics before, didn't he, about after May, everything goes down. So yeah, I think we've seen the high. Ben? I think we'll go higher at some point. No there you have it. About as far from consensus as you could possibly get, ladies and gentlemen. That's all right. That wraps it up. Maybe that's the point that Marcus is trying to make. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Toodles. Thanks, H. Thanks, everybody.